What's going on, you guys? This is Ty with Solar Detach and Reset here at the Bridge the Gap podcast. I'm very excited for our guest that we have today. Um, I met this gentleman a few months back, and we've become close friends in a short amount of time. I've seen him at multiple events. Uh, we've been out at his facility. He's been at some of our events, and we just continue to find ways to collaborate and serve the same community. And I'm excited about the conversation we're going to get into today. Uh, Mr. Frank with Beacon Distribution. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Thank uh, you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Seriously, you are the first distributor that we brought on. And there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to get you in here uh, uh, before anyone else because of just the amount of value that you add and the relationship that you're building with us. And, and I see what you're doing in the roofing community, and it excites me because we have similar values. And I think there's going to be a lot of good content here for our, our, our roofers to, to pick up and, uh, and the th things, are, things that they're going to get out of it. Um, to start off, I just want to kind of – uh, ask you what is your title with Beacon? What do you do with Beacon? And what's your general role? Just so the audience knows who we're talking to here. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I am the sales manager for the Southwest, so El Paso, New Mexico, and the whole state of Arizona. I oversee the sales team. We have 15 outside sales reps in that territory, and uh, we are throughout the branches throughout the state of Arizona. Uh, Prescott, Tucson, a couple here in the Valley, uh, one in El Paso and one in Albuquerque. And Beacon is a fairly large company. Are you guys, are you the, the largest? Are you, you're, you're multi, you're in Canada too, aren't you? We are, yes. Yeah. So we are the largest publicly traded uh, building product distributor in, in Northern, uh, Northern, uh, Northern America. We, okay. um, we're publicly traded. We have over 500 locations nationwide, and we continue to grow. That's awesome. And how long has Beacon been around for when it comes to just a company doing what they do? Do you know yeah, approximately? So in, in Arizona specifically, we, I believe, broke ground in um, 2015. We have predominantly grown through acquisition. We were started off in the, in the East Coast okay. and... Uh, and worked our way through acquisitions in uh, throughout the history of the company. Uh, I believe a little bit uh, under a hundred years, so we're about to have a century wow. uh, as a company. Uh, we went public in 2004, and that's how we were able to uh, have massive expansion since. Wow! And how? When did you come into the story with with Beacon, and how long have you been with this company for? So I've been with Beacon since 2017. Okay. Uh, since 2017, I grew up in a. I grew up in the industry. So my dad was a roofer for over 30 years. In Arizona, or in, was it in California? California. So okay. in California, my dad was a roofer for over 30 years. My brother is, is still in the industry. Two of my brothers are still in the industry. My. Um, two of my uncles uh, were roofers. One of them still a roofer. And I got about nine cousins in the roofing industry. Wow. So I grew up thinking I would end up in roofing one day, and uh, my mom had other plans for me. It was not an option. Uh -huh. um, but somehow roofing is, is such a rewarding industry. It has a way to, it's funny about roofing. Uh, we have a saying in the industry that once you're in it, uh, you never tend to leave and you stick around. Well, I feel like it pulled me back. I've, uh, if you look at my resume, 
But I've only had three jobs in my whole working career. I started working in 2002. And fun fact, my first job was Disneyland wow. in California. <laughs> so awesome. I worked there from 2002 to 2005. Then I went to work for Cintas, the uniform company, and uh, worked there from 2005 all the way through 2017 prior, uh, prior to joining Beacon. Started in operations at, at Cintas, worked my way up through the ranks until 2010. That's when I uh, started reading books. Uh, my ambitions, my point at that life, I, I wanted uh, different things. I was uh, going through a phase where I was inspired mm. and I couldn't reach those aspirations without increasing my income. And I um, went into sales, took a risk and uh, went into sales and uh, it's paid off. It went uh, as an outside sales rep through 2017 and then came to Beacon. So in a way, uh, it looped back and brought me back into the industry that I uh, thought I was going to be a part of went on to not be a part of it and somehow the industry pulled me back in a way shape oh, or form this is in your dna man this is you had you you didn't have a choice it was going to come get you one way or another it seems like roofing usually does yeah yes. you know most guests that i have on my show say such similar things of my dad was a roofer it's just been a long family line of of where we've been roofers we've always always been roofers There's, we've got cousins that are roofers and it it just seems to be uh you know it get, gets into the bloodline a little bit um so that, that's cool hearing the similar story with you on that and so you 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 2015 you start with beacon 2015 or 17 2017 you start with beacon you were outside sales before with Cinta, so you started selling stuff and mm -hmm. learning about sales and really starting started developing your sales skills would you would you Correct. say yeah um, so I, I was a young ambition i was a young ambitious uh kid when i was started in my first job in sales uh i was only one motivated by one thing uh money yeah. right like every uh sales rep i was motivated by money and i did i did well um it was risky I, against all the advice from even my mom my parents my friends uh, hey if you don't sell you don't make money right that, that was always a perception with sales uh but i i knew hey it, it's uh there was a point in my life where i was fearful uh and i can talk about it i, I was fearful of something and I, I just didn't want to be another face in the crowd. I wanted to do something big. I wanted to uh, make a significant change in, in my family, right? Be able to provide. And I went on a tear where I made a bet on myself, put my head down. And um, I believe that if I outworked, out strategized, out, um, uh, out improved and outlasted everybody else I would dominate in sales yeah and I did pretty well broke some records at Cintas and uh, accomplished some good things and in my last two years in 20 in my last two years at Cintas 2015 2016 I started having a change um and, and, and it was a different change different chapter in my life now I have been grinding for a handful of years and at that point, I was given the opportunity to mentor newer sales reps. Um, I, I, I joined what we called the Captain's Club, 
And that helped me not only grow professionally, but as a person, because it gave me the opportunity to mentor, coach, younger sales reps who are now in the shoes that I was once in. And it gave me the opportunity to look back at my previous five years in sales and analyze, okay, if I were if I were to start all over again, what would I do different, right? So uh, in a way, I'd stop taking interest in personal producing and more coaching and leading and that transitioned me into uh, the role that I'm in now at Beacon. Mm -hmm. I take more pride now in being able to hire an outside sales rep, train and develop them, and teach them how to make a great uh, career for themselves uh, long-term and, and put food on their table and do well and not make a lot of the mistakes that I made early on. And I think, for me, that is way more rewarding than being out and, and, and hunting. Don't get me wrong, once you're in sales, you always wanna get out there and, and close deals. And as the sales manager, as a sales leader, I still get to do that. But when I get to do that with somebody and teach them how to do it, it is a lot more impactful uh, to me. And, yeah. and now I'm motivated by helping others. Well, let me just say from an outsider looking in, your team is phenomenal. Like the sales team that you have, the culture that you're creating over there and the quality of individuals underneath you that you're raising up and doing this, they're, they're great. All the way from, what was the gentleman's name we met out in Tucson in the office? It was his first day on the job or uh, first yeah. week on the, how's he doing? Manny Ponce, yeah. yes, Manny. So it's funny story with Manny. We uh, used to work at Centos together. He okay. worked at there, right? So Centos, uh, shout out to them. They have a great, um, what I call Sales Academy. It's a great place to get started and learn how to overcome objections, how to schedule your weeks, how to um, have no sales experience and go on and do um, uh, do well for yourself, ask report building questions. And it's a high pressure, um, peak performing environment. So if you do well there, you can be successful anywhere else. And uh, for me, I can I can call maybe 50 people that still work at CentOS and always touch back. So as a leader, I'm always looking for talent. One of the things that I uh, have learned in my uh, going now in six years as a sales manager is you're always recruiting, right? And you're always looking for, for talent. And especially if you're growing, right? You're always looking for talent. So one of the things that I figured out as a sales manager, um, People want to be a part of a good culture. They want to be challenged. People want to be challenged because if they're challenged, they're engaged. If they're if, right, then they're learning new things. And so your retention grows, right? People want to be challenged. They want to be part of a good culture. They want to be compensated well, and they want to have a career development, right? So if you can accomplish that with a team, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, so roofers out there who are looking to grow, who are doing well and looking to scale right now and hire additional estimators, like take those four things to heart because I think you're hitting the nail on the head, uh, especially with the younger generation. They really, you know, it's not all about the money a lot of times. It is, it's becoming more about the culture um, and the environment and providing a path and everything that you're talking about. Um, so I think you've got it dialed in and it shows, it definitely shows. Um, I love the story that you told 
I think it might have been Manny, Manny's wife. You sent the flowers to, mm-hmm. to just just put the, the 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 cherry on top and build that relationship. And you knew that he really valued his wife's opinion and making these decisions. And so you you took time to really speak to her and, and to to uh, give to her a little bit just to to show that environment that you have, that you're listening to what your team cares about and you're going after it. I think it was also from that same meeting in Tucson. Uh, you said, hey, Ty, we're, we have an event in Vegas coming up at Top Golf. We're renting out the whole floor. I'm going to see if I can get you in. And I said, no way. That would be awesome. You're going to allow, allow me to come to your party and hang out with roofers. Of course, I, I'm there. But you know, even at the time, I, you know, I'm, I wasn't bringing a, ton, bringing a ton of value to the table for Beacon. I don't buy any product from Beacon or any distributors, maybe, maybe very little, um, but not, not like a roofer would. But you saw the potential in someone who was just seeking the same things as you, I believe, which was just how do we serve people, how do we serve the roofing community, and is there a way to do it together? Uh, so I'm grateful for, for going to that event, and it was a great event, and, and anyone who hasn't been to the event should definitely go check it out. Um, no, thank you. And we yeah. and we consider you a power, a power partner, yeah. right? So uh, a couple of things to touch back. So to the roofers, it, 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 here's an idea and something we, we have embraced. If you are hiring a new sales rep, uh, a career change, a job change is a big thing. It's a big event in their life, right? So there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of things that are going. Uh, hiring somebody and the day they start, that person going home and there's a gift box welcoming them to the team from you will reinforce that they made the right decision in choosing you as an employer, right? So we yeah. make sure that with every new hire, we either we either mail them a welcome gift or their spouse, right? Especially if the spouse was a part of that, hey, I gotta check in with my wife and see if this is the right choice for us. It's a big deal, right? It's a career change. Um, and and we want to make sure we make them feel, hey, it's they're going to put up, the spouses are going to put up with the long days, long hours, all the time they take away from their families, right? So if we can reinforce to that family that they, are, that they chose a good company to work for, that they're with good people, with a good culture, that's going to compensate them well, challenge them and develop them, then it doesn't matter how many hours they are away from the house, right? Because they're going to bring home the bacon. There's going to be opportunities and they know they're with good people, yeah. right? So, and that leads me to our core values, mm. right? So our core values is number one, we put people first. We make every day safer. We do the right thing. We uh, own our day and we never stop building. And um, I think back to where we first met and it was at the Power Ranch event in, um, in, in Gilbert, right? And since then, we have had a lunch with a few of my sales reps. We have, uh, we, we did the Top Golf event in Vegas. We um, had you over at our Mesa branch. We've been in constant communication, but for me, that is uh, part of never stop building, right? We never stop building uh, the relationships that we have, right? We never stop building on the achievements that we go out and do, right? We are always, leveling up and challenging ourselves so um yeah i'm looking forward to what what's more to come yeah we also have a core value it's it's the same thing just said different ours is don't be stagnant right and so don't 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 ever stop building don't be stagnant 
um, find a way to continue to grow, you know, and I think that's, it sounds like that's where you started when you said you started reading more and started having this kind of personal hunger for self-development. And, and since then, now you've taken that to not just for yourself, but for your team. And, and now you're, you're spreading that back down to develop that culture to not be stagnant. And what does it look like, you know, for your, your team trainings now, your sales team trainings, um, you know, what are some things that you're doing to keep them on their toes, to keep them growing? I know you said Cintas had an in-house like sales training. Does Beacon have something similar like that? Or what do you do to keep them, keep them moving forward? Yeah, so that's a great question. So we uh, earlier this year launched uh, uh, BPS, which is the Beacon Professional Sales Training that we have put together as a company. And uh, what that enable us, uh, enables us to do is uncover the gaps that are missing between um, where the roofer's at and where they want to go or the builder that we work with or, or the company, the construction company, right? We sell more than just roofing. Uh, we're beacon building products, but uh, predominantly roofing. So um, magical things start to happen when you make small adjustments in your process and you word your questions differently. So you can ask a roofer, how did he get into roofing? And they're going to uh, give you a long story of how their parents were, right? We go back to that. It's been in the generation. Or you can ask the roofer a similar question, but in a different way. And it's, why did you get into roofing? Mm. And when you find out the why, right? That why is very powerful, right? And, uh, and suddenly it starts to become, okay, if I can help uh, this roofer achieve his why and be part of his team, then then we can help close that gap mm-hmm. right and and we get them to that next level so uh in our sales process what what we uh do is un- try to uncover those gaps and uh and and solidify ourselves as a power partner as an extension of their team we don't want our customers to see us as a vendor uh right because last i checked uh all our competitors load the same products the, the right whether it's re- on the residential side or on the commercial side or on the coding side similar brands similar products similar um transactions right but i last i checked uh taxi's job is to get you from point a to point b right uh, uber's job is to get you from point a to point b they both do the same thing but who owns the market uber does live does right because of the way they go to market is different i read a book called the blue ocean strategy Mm. and uh there's two oceans in business there's the blue ocean and the red ocean the blue ocean is the one that uber is in it's blue taxis to uber are irrelevant they're non-existent yet they both do the same thing right and in the red ocean you got competition right and when you have competition uh it becomes a bloodbath, right? And so that's why it's a red ocean because there's a lot of blood, right? And typically when you have no value to offer, then the only thing you concede on is price, right? Well, I have the same that he does, but cheaper, right? Well, that, that's because you're not bringing value. So what we try to do in BPS is create our blue ocean strategy, which is go to market in a different way that's going to help that roofer achieve their goals. We want 
our customers to feel like we are an extension of their team because we are. We're we're the production, right? We handle the logistics. If they win, we win. And it's our job to find out what those gaps are, bring those solutions to help close those gaps, and 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 we go win together, right? We yeah. want to be partners. We want to be transformational, not transactional. Yeah, it starts with asking why. I love it. Um, we were at a job this morning before we came to this podcast. It was a, a detach we were doing for, I believe, State 48 Roofing, and we, we went to pull up. We were actually going to shoot some videos for a, a Solar Detach and Reset University video training program we were putting together for the field guys. And who's out there in the in the front? A beacon truck loading the material on the roof. I'm like, this is this is just too perfect. We're meeting with Frank today. So I get out, and I immediately start shooting with my video camera. And the guy that's loading on the bottom end, he's like bottom end of the conveyor belt. He says, is everything okay? And we said, yeah, we're meeting with Frank later. Do you know him? He's like, oh, yeah. He said, and he turns it to us. And he says, make sure you get my good side. <laughs> and uh, it was Tim. Uh, oh, I love it. He, is such a, he was such a good guy. Uh, he had such a good attitude and a good good spirit and good energy to him. So um, it just trickles all the way down through your company. And uh, it, it was good seeing you guys out there today. Um, what would you say the roofing industry as a whole right now uh, is struggling with the, the most. Do, would you say that, uh, I mean, you've been in it for a while now, you've seen highs and lows, and and uh, would you say this is a slow season or is everything, you know, jamming away like, like normal right now? Are you seeing any struggles out there? Yeah, well, a, a couple of ways to answer that question. We have seen struggles on the supply chain side um, coming from the, uh, uh, coming from a pandemic that we got out of, so there was a lot of issues with securing product. We still have a shortage of asphalt shingles in the market. So that has been a struggle with, with distribution and trying to secure more uh, material for our customers. Uh, to add to that, every market around Arizona has gotten impacted by some sort of weather event. California had their, the last 12 months were their wettest months ever. Um, Denver got impacted by hail. Uh, a lot of the parts of Texas got hit with hail. And uh, all the manufacturers are struggling to get product to those areas. In Arizona, we are very dependent of the monsoon season. And this morning I came up with the word non-soon because we had no monsoon. So it's, the product guys are like kind of thankful that the monsoon didn't hit too hard because they're already struggling yes, with everyone else yes, in the Southwest. In, in a way, right? But we still have ambitions. We still have goals to hit. Yeah. We still have numbers to uh, to maintain, right? So we um, what, what we have seen in the roofing industry is uh, you can be one of two roofers. You can be the roofer that waits till the phone rings or you make phones ring, right? So if you make your, your, your customers or prospects phone ring, you're probably gonna get market share, right? Because uh, if, if a homeowner takes an appointment from you, they're probably gonna be buying a roof, right? You don't walk into a car lot unless you're gonna buy a car. And uh, what we have found is that the roofing companies who are actively marketing, who are actively prospecting, who uh, don't use the weather as an excuse, are still going out there to take market share, right? They're still gonna find roofs 
that were impacted by a weather event uh, in the past and can still qualify for an insurance claim. Or the we have a lot of transplants in Arizona from other states where it was a retail-oriented uh, cell versus uh, insurance-covered uh, cell, and they want to change the color of their roof for the simple aesthetics, right? So they're willing to pay and or finance that roof, right? So you may come across those leads as well if you're only if you're active, right? So mm-hmm. what what we've seen with some of our power partner customers is. If they're active, they're still taking market share, and we're happy to help them come up with solutions or things that are going to help them grow and, and get more of that market share. Yeah, so so don't rely on the weather. Be proactive. Go out there and get it. Uh, there's, there's ways to get your name out there. There's a free tool of social media, which I see Beacon starting to use more and more all the time. Um, you guys are doing great with that. And uh, there's, there's, there's plenty of work out there. You just can't wait for it to come to you. And you can't wait for the storm, right? You can't twiddle your thumbs. you got to go get it. So I recently, I just shot a post with Skylar before we came in. We haven't even posted it yet. But uh, it, it came out of a lunch meeting I had with the roofing company, Shamrock Roofing, which I actually met at one of your learning, teaching events on Metal Shingle at your facility. And we went and had lunch with them. And... Um, I made a comment to, to them, that, hey, I think I can make you guys more money. And the gentleman was like, I don't know if you could do that, but there's definitely value in it. And so well, let's, just, let's just play it out for a second here. Uh, how many roofs have solar out of 10 roofs, would you say? And they said maybe two out of 10, three out of 10 roofs. I said, okay, so if, I don't know if, if you're doing 100, maybe 200 estimates a year. We're talking from anywhere from 20 to 60 of those, at least at a minimum, having solar panels on them. What if we could increase your conversion rate on those by having a solar detached pro on site that really added value to your customers? Um, would you say that put yourself in the customer's shoes for a second? If someone shows up with a, a, a someone who is a power partner who, who can represent you and answer all their questions at the same time, is that going to potentially increase your conversion rates? And it's like well, the answer is yes. And so, so it's that's how we're going to work together to increase revenue. And so I see you doing the same thing with Beacon. It's just becoming power partners with roofers out there to to help them. And whatever that gap is, like you say, whether it's on my end, it's the need to get solar out of the way, but on your end, it's you know getting the right product or having the conversation with them about maybe, maybe sales and you just bring so much to the table. You're always looking for what the gap is and trying to fill it, right? That, that's correct, yeah. And I, I see that as you creating your own blue ocean right and your blue ocean for the roofers because you could be the roofer that uh, knocks on the home does a roof inspection and says oh no we don't touch solar right and walks away and loses that job or you can be the roofer that goes in there and says hey i have a power partner in solar detach here's uh right they'll take care of that we'll take care of the roofs because that's what we do and win the job right and sort of in a way separate yourself from your competition there and increase your closing ratio so uh i see that as as being your 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 blue ocean yeah so when did you start seeing solar come onto the market was it around when you first started getting back into the roofing industry yeah so coming from california because i relocated in 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 2020 to arizona so in california i saw solar a lot more uh, right, they got more regulations in California than they know what to do with. But uh, one of their initiatives is going green on, on a lot of stuff. And uh, there's a lot more solar there. So I've noticed it uh, since before I came back to the industry, I would notice 
Uh, I think if you're in the roofing industry, you walk your dog and you're just looking at what people have in the roofs. Mm -hmm. And we would always notice, oh, the house has solar, oh, the house has solar, or the house got solar. Um, recently in Arizona, I've seen a massive expansion of more solar companies um, coming up and installing solar panels in, in, into homes. I believe it's criminal when you have a 20 year roof and a solar company comes in and installs the solar uh, panels and that roof doesn't get done. You're not doing that homeowner uh, uh, a service, right? Like it's it's a shame that that happens. Um, but yeah, I, I've noticed a lot more solar in, in Arizona in the last couple of years than I, than I have, uh, even in 2020. So what's the, you talk to a lot of roofers, what's the word on the street when it comes to solar out there? Yeah, great question. There's there's mixed emotions with when it comes to solar. There's some guys that say we won't touch it, um, and there's there's some companies that have that have adapted it and uh, brought it in to their service offering. That I think there's a different licensing for that. Uh, there, there's a lot of mixed emotions. There's some guys that believe it's very heavily heavily regulated, and they don't want more regulations, right? So a uh, balance of, of different things. What I believe, uh, whether solar is gonna stick around or, or isn't, there's a lot of roofs out there already that have solar. Um, and whether solar goes away, right, because of regulations or it stays, those houses already have solar and they're gonna need to be re-roofed one day and that's when Solar Detach is gonna be able to serve those customers, Yeah. right? So regardless of whether it continues to grow, which I think it will, uh, or it doesn't, it, it, it goes away, I think there's gonna be a need for roofers to partner with a partner like Solar Detach and Reset. Yeah, and it, just like a roof needs to be fixed every 25 years, the solar is going to have to come down every 25 years if it's up there. We got to get this, the stats guy one day on how much solar is being installed every day and, and see if we can dig that up somehow. I wonder if there's a way to pull from the, the city or something, but I'd be curious what the, the rate is of new solar installation and, and what its trajectory has looked like over the last 10 years. It seems like it's increasing, you know, it's it, like you said, it's subsidized. And uh, as long as that subsidy stays there, I see it continuing to go the direction it has, which is great for us, right? Because we, we love taking it off. But we, we to your point of a 20-year-old house having solar installed on it, we don't, you know, we'll take the work of the detach and reset, of course. But really, I don't love the customer's attitude towards solar at that point. And just they're, they're coming from kind of a bad place, right? They're a little upset. That, it, that said it's even happened to them. And we come in, because we don't install any new solar, but so we get to kind of be the heroes and get it out of the way and listen to them and be on their side because we understand it's happening everywhere. And it's a shame because uh, when they're promised a certain ROI on their investment, seven years, nine years, 10 years, whatever they were promised, it's really a, a lie if they are not looking at the roof first because now it's gonna cost you an additional three, four, five, six grand to detach and reset well, guess what happened to your ROI? It just, you know, it just pushed out another few years, right? And and so by this point, they're they're just, you know, not happy. They got a bad taste in their mouth about solar. Some even go to the extent to say, we wish we'd never gotten it in the first place. And so I hate hearing that because um, I think there are some wins with solar. There's a way to eliminate an electric bill, and but there's a way to do it right. And so starting to see some of these 
roofing companies pick up solar companies, sister solar companies, or vice versa. And they're going in and they're doing roof inspections every single time before putting the solar up. And for those roofers who haven't partnered with a solar company, they're finding power partners like myself that, or vice versa, they can go in and just start working together to bridge this gap. And that's the whole reason why we have this podcast is because right now there's a, there's a divide. And we're, we want to start bringing these industries closer together because at the end of the day, it's about serving the customer. Uh, which is the homeowner. And if we can provide a better experience long-term for them, we start shifting that negative mindset about solar or maybe, you know, what they're doing with roofs. And we start maybe bringing back, hey, there's, there's industries are starting to figure it out and, and, and change that perceptive, perception. Um, going forward, uh, you know, I think we kind of talked about, you know, we're going to see an increase in solar depending on what happens with the subsidy. But what would you say to a roofer out there who's looking to bridge the gap with a power partner, maybe whether it be Solar Retouch and Reset or Beacon or another distributor, not a distributor, but another product manufacturer out there. Um, and they're really just kind of in their own world right now, not looking for power partners. What would be the advantage or the next steps you would recommend uh, to, to maybe a roofer to push uh, that direction? Yeah, I would say be open-minded about it, right? I attain it back to our core value, which is a never stop building, right? Um, the roofing industry, although it's a roofing industry, uh, in the 90s wasn't the same roofing industry it was in the 80s. And in the 2000s, it was different than in the 90s. And now it's different than in the early 2000s. So roofing has evolved, and the way we go to market has evolved. So what I would say to any roofer out there is be open-minded to new ideas. Uh, right, I obtain it back to when I started as a sales rep, outwork, out improve, out strategize, and outlast. Right, a lot of roofers in in the state of Arizona have a long trajectory and they've been around for a while. But I believe part of that is they have uh, they have been strategizing, they have been out improving the marketplace. So what I would say to those roofers is be open minded to new ideas and don't be fearful of change because the way business gets done now is very different than the way it was conducted in the past. And if you don't evolve, uh, you go obsolete, right? We saw it with Blockbuster, and we saw it with a lot of, in, a lot of companies who are no longer uh, around, right? Ultimately, uh, nobody imagined that you'll be streaming rental movies one day, right? But that's a whole new industry that didn't exist 20 years ago, right? So what I would say to roofers is uh, give it a shot. Don't yeah. be afraid. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, we, you, you've been holding events that bring roofers together for many years, you and Beacon. Uh, we just had our first event that you helped sponsor the roof, at the Roofers Networking Group at Top Golf RNG. And um, when, when I first started seeing that, uh, being a member of ARCA too, right? And it's like, man, there's these, there's a certain group of roofers that get together to collaborate. And it seems kind of weird from an outsider's perspective at first, like, because I, I get the other side of that coin, right? The roofers who say, oh, why would I go hang out with my competition? Mm -hmm. um, and so I've, I've, I've talked to those roofers. I've, I've been at events where it's a different mindset. And I see the growth and collaboration happening at these events and I see the good in it. And I know that there's definitely value in connecting with other roofers, hanging out with where the associates are, are gonna be spending time and just, it takes that one relationship to change your, your net worth, right? And, and to 
get that one golden nugget or pick up on that one piece that someone else is doing that you know you can use to shift and adapt and grow oh 100 percent. i um i have this theory that if you're gonna be a copycat make sure that you're copying from the right cat i like it and being part of a roofing networking group right being part of arca uh, if you're a young roofing company and you, uh, the first problem you have is leads, sales, being part of a group like that can help you collaborate, mastermind with other roofers who are, who have been where you're at, right? We can't uh, disregard the fact that every big roofing company uh, was once a startup, right? So if you're a new company, I highly encourage uh, you to, to find your power partners build an alliance of of, uh, of a network, right? And, 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 and be a copycat of the right cats, right? Because success leaves clues. Yep. And there's a lot of good clues that you can have uh, or, or take away from your competitors. Um, and embrace competition too. I love competition because it gets me uh, out of bed every morning. It, it forces us to get better. And who wins as a result of better service the end user the customer does right because now beacon we gotta be on our best a game at all times if we want to take market share right so the customer experience for us is extremely important uh so yeah i love competition because that's going to force us to keep improving right to never stop building or outworking out strategizing out improving and what uh, what I love about that is it, it, it's, it, it forces us to get more creative to service our customers in, in a different way. Ultimately, our goal is to load shingles or tile or, or products on the roof, right? But the way we go to market has to be even better. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, what's coming up with Beacon? Where can people... F- find you hang out with you do you have any events coming down the pipeline that roofers can keep an eye out for i know there might be something in tucson so yes so so next year what we're going to be doing is we're going to be hosting hosting uh a lot more customer appreciation uh events at the branches where we'll invite uh power partners our vendors uh we'll have catered lunch and we will make it like a mini trade show where we will uh have everybody display the products that they that they sell that we distribute uh right so a lot a lot more to come on that where we are going um uh we're going to be doing a big shift on our customer experience that's one of the plans i have my sales meeting next year or next week on on tuesday and we're going to be doing a lot of planning for next year and uh part of what we're going to be talking about is how do we enhance our customer experience um with our customers because uh, we can deliver 99% of all the products that were on an order, but it's that one product that's missing that can still hold up that roofer from installing that job. Therefore, now that roofer has a bad experience. That job is delayed and that end user, well, the roofer said they were gonna do it on Wednesday and they didn't get started. And the only thing that can hold up that that probably held up that job was coil nails, yeah. right? We think, well, it's not a biggie, right? It's just coil nails. Well, you can't install shingles without them, right? So uh, if we enhance our customer experience or when we do, that's gonna help us uh, 
get get more more share in, in the market. So um, our focus is is organic growth. Is um, our focus is to to continue to go out and get more market share. So in the future, I I see us. Um, potentially opening more locations throughout the state of Arizona. I see us um, working to enhance our customer experience. Yeah, that's awesome. I am uh, recently uh, was voted on the board of ARCA and we had our first board meeting, my first personal board meeting I've ever been to just this last week. And one of the biggest requests for roofers coming in is more product specific training. So not just how to do shingles, but they want to know how, how, what's malarkey say about doing their specific shingles? What's Tamco saying? What's and they want they want the the manufacturers to come in and start hosting trainings, and we're trying to navigate how to collaborate with distrib distributors and these manufacturers, and and do we have the event at Arca or do we do it at the distributors? And what does it look like just to start getting the roofers what they're asking for? Uh, which is which is just a deeper dive, right? On what's the difference between these different types of coatings, things like that. So I love that you're you've got some of that in the works already because I think there's a big demand for it. Um, so Frank with Beacon, uh, any any final last words you would say to roofers that are looking to collaborate with you? I guess one, where can they find you specifically? Um, you spend most of your time everywhere so you're a hard man to get tracked down and get a hold of <laughs> yep. but if someone wanted to reach out to you collaborate with you find someone would they just go into a branch store and um uh, also as we wrap this up here um anything last you'd want to say to a roofing contractor out there so words for the roofing contractors to the roofing community thank you thank you so much this is uh right i i can think of markets i work in uh, el paso uh, Albuquerque, Tucson, Prescott. I can go to or in Phoenix. I can go to any of those cities and um, call uh, the top ten roofers that that we work with. And it's because of you that this industry is so rewarding. It, it's magical. I'm in this. I'm in this industry because of the people, right? So to the roofing community, uh, on behalf of Beacon, we want to say thank you. Where can they find me? Um, uh, my Instagram handle is Frank the Sales Coach. If you are a roofer and you're not working with Beacon, send me a DM and I'll assign you to uh, the sales rep that, that's in your area. And, and then uh, we'll go play some golf and invite Solar Detach and Reset. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I might be slicing a lot more than getting in the fairway. But uh, but if it's a scramble, we'll, we'll uh, count me in for the putting game. I'll be I'll be okay there. Frank, but, the sales coach. Okay, yeah. awesome man, awesome. And you're based out of the, the Mesa store primarily. So uh, I, I tend to office mostly out of Mesa. I live in Queen Creek. Okay. Uh, but yes, I'm always on the. I'm a road warrior. I'm always on the field. And uh, if you're a roofing contractor and that's is not working with Beacon, uh, send me a DM. I would love to meet you and. My last message aside from thank you is be open-minded to change, right? Don't be afraid to uh, work with a power partner like Solar Detach because they can help you get more share, create a better customer experience, and uh, evolve in, in this ever-changing industry. Let's go. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks thank again you. for being on. And uh, we'll have to do it again soon, man. It was, thank you. It was really good, really good episode. You guys, um, stay tuned for more episodes to come. This has been a good one. Frank with Beacon. And this is Ty, the solar guy, with the Bridge of the Gap podcast. Let's go. Let's go.